Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast episode 109, July 26. Jason Neal. Heck yeah. What's up? What's up? Uh, <laughs> awesome start. All right. So it's been two weeks. There's been a little bit that's happened in the last two weeks. And we got to start with it right away. Seattle Kraken. You did a video. I did a video. You did a video. Which is kind of weird. No, it's pro. But uh, for the audio listeners, I guess they haven't really heard anything. But I think that was the second most viewed video on the channel. Which is kind of weird. Which is It amazing. kind of deviates from the purpose of the channel. We don't want to post-to-post productions 2.0 or no, B. But what it does tell me or us is that people want to know your opinion on things. Mm, I think people just like watching reaction stuff and see what people think. Uh, maybe, but it's still, it's, there's value there. Okay, before we jump into this, you had to work. You watched it in your truck. I did. I watched it here. I was actually done work on time. We both started watching the YouTube feed. How how much of a an embarrassment or a bummer like I felt bad for them. Like when I like I record when I came down here, I think it was the same as you. It started about six minutes ahead, so I just turned on the recording and I just talked. And I said, once the once the video started playing on YouTube, there was like a couple bits of audio that didn't match what was what was being said. And then all of a sudden, it was just silence. Yeah. And I was just like saying to the camera, I was like, I feel so bad for these guys right now because they are completely blowing this presentation. I know it's it's very unfortunate because I'm looking at the chat on YouTube on my phone is just. There's no like, sound, there's a no, ton sound of no sound, no sound, no yeah. sound. Um, so luckily I knew it was on Twitter as well. So I yeah. switched to Twitter really quickly and caught, I basically didn't miss anything for the most part, but that's a big fail. That's a, that's a pretty big fail. But uh, anyways. Yeah. So if you ended up sticking on YouTube, sucks to be you. Yeah. No audio. Uh, but for the people who like the Twitter numbers just started growing and growing and growing. So I assume that people switched over, but hmm. um, overall, how would you rate that presentation that you watched? Five or six out of ten. Yeah, uh, I think the lead up where it was was it the CEO CEO who was talking or the president or something. Mm, it's yeah, I think so. It was the guy in charge of setting up yeah. the new the building and stuff. He seems like a decent dude. Yeah, um, he was a little long winded though. I just was like, okay, come on, come on. Like I know he, it's not like he did anything wrong. He's his yeah. presentation was exactly how it was supposed to be. He was thanking all the right people and doing saying all the right things, and that's exactly what it should have been. But for the people who have been waiting this, for this since february when it was initially supposed to be announced and even before that when the team was announced like we're waiting two years to finally get to the moment um to we where we hear the the name and see the logo and the jerseys and he's just going on and on about thanking these people and stuff i'm like okay dude just get on with it like just tell me i'm i'm going crazy here but uh he seems like a decent dude and then he handed it off to i apologize i don't i don't remember her name mm-hmm. but uh, she made the official announcement i believe yeah um so all that part was just average i'd say and then when they played the video of the team actually being announced i'd probably give that a 10 out of 10 i thought that was mm-hmm. fantastic um i agree with 100% what you said i'm actually kind of surprised though that it was as short as it was because i still think it was too long but yes. generally speaking they like to drag things out in this type of mm. business they do. Like sometimes they'll like the draft lotteries can go on for a long time and then they'll finally get to it or they'll sit and talk about stuff. So like just give me the teams. And I thought this year's draft lottery was pretty quick overall. Yes. And I thought all things considered for announcing a new team, I thought he jumped into that fairly quick because it was only like, I don't know, 10 minutes or something. And then we knew. Yeah, but totally. it was still too long for just the majority of us at home don't really care about all the crap you're talking about. You're yeah. a bunch of millionaires and billionaires and exactly. you're talking about it, thanking <laughs> them and. I mean, it's good for the city. You're thanking all the workers and stuff and the people who are there building that arena. But that was the cool part. They did it right at what is going to be center ice yeah. uh, with all the workers there and stuff. And they didn't work on the arena at all that day. It was like a break for them and stuff. So that was really cool. It's uh, it's really neat to see that organization um, come into form. 
mm-hmm. and even just the the way that the Twitter has been reacting with people and kind of poking fun at some of the other teams and stuff like that's the kind of personality that we need in the league. Uh, we saw it with Vegas come in, and as you know, San Jose has kind of fun on Twitter as well. With some other teams, mm-hmm. and now Seattle kind of yeah, saying how now now we look forward to drafting your favorite players, yeah, or whatever. just stuff like that. I mean, yeah. that's it's it's nice to see some personality in teams, uh, and that goes with the name of the team as well, the Kraken. It's a uh, it's a very modern, bold, in your face name. Some people hate it, some people like it, but it's a it's a it's a money maker. And it's just based on that, money maker. It, like just from the financial perspective alone, you can't even argue with it. Like mm-hmm. it's going to help the game grow. And so, even if you don't like the name or the logo, or whatever, as a hockey fan, you have to appreciate it because it's going to help our sport grow. It shows you. It shows you how important a social media coordinator is now for these oh, teams. Absolutely, because if you have a good team that runs your like Twitters and stuff like that. <laughs> It makes a huge difference. Well, it brings in fans from other teams that mm-hmm. want to follow this account and, yep. and pay attention and stuff like that even makes other fans kind of like that team a little bit more. Um, speaking of the video they played, um, so Jerry Bruckheimer is one of the owners. Yes. He directed The Rock. Heck yeah. <laughs> so I expected top notch and I got top notch. I thought it was pretty good. It was I, fantastic. When it first started playing, like even in the video I put, it, I was like, is this the same video? And then like probably 20 seconds in, I'm like, no, this isn't the same video. And I thought it was a huge troll job. Like I was just like normally like i've already said this but normally when a name or something is so prevalent that that a community wants it just doesn't happen it never happens so it's like i thought they were going to go with like something like a, like something related to waves or tides or something like that because it just seemed like there was a lot of ocean waves and stuff and mm-hmm. it's like this is a huge troll job at kraken because there's been so many things because even that tweet they put out a couple months ago it's like we have been diving the deepest depths and we were like kraken i was like no it's too obvious to be kraken so then when they actually released it showing that it was cracking, I was just like, yeah, I didn't even know I was doing that at the time. I just I was so blown away. I was about 98 percent sure it was cracking just based on the how it was colored. It was very dark and ominous and dingy and stuff. And it was it was very it was such a moment where a creature would just jump out of the water because it was just scary. It so absolutely was. Like, was okay, but it's I just thought it was a huge troll job. Yeah. Like I thought like. <laughs> I was like, man, they are milking this, and then I was just super surprised. I got worried when they showed the old jerseys. That the, I seen that in your video. Like, uh, oh no, they're gonna name the team yada yada, and it's gonna be not the Kraken. It's like, oh, and then they right. kept going on with it. But let's jump to it right now. Are you in favor? Oh yeah, I'm in. Favor. I'm in favor of of uh, of everything. Can I? Do you mind if Absolutely. I look at these polls? May as well. So I posted some polls on Twitter. Uh, selfish plug. If you're not following me on Twitter, I'm at Post to Post Show. So I put out three polls, and uh, all three were the same, but they had, one was about colors, one was about logo, and one was about the name. So are you happy with the new Seattle Kraken name? There's 325 votes. 79% of people said that they were happy with it, and uh, 21% said that they were not. Uh, same question, are you happy with the new Seattle Kraken logo? S- uh, 84% said yes, 16% said no. Are you happy with the new Seattle Kraken colors? said yes, 11% said no. So uh, it seems like almost everyone is happy with the colors. Mm -hmm. Like there was not a lot of disagreement with the colors. I think it's because it's unique. There's not, no one else uses that specific color combination in the rest of, uh, in the rest of the league. Are you surprised the red wasn't prevalent as we might've thought it? I thought it might be a little bit more uh, prevalent, but uh, I I honestly kind of like how subtle it is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like when you see the Jersey concept pictures, it looks really good. It looks uh, uh, fantastic. I don't buy jerseys. I want one of those jerseys. Heck yeah. Um, Fanatics broke their sale record 
um, really for pre-orders and stuff of, of stuff and i was going to buy something off fanatics i'm like man screw fanatics i hate fanatics so i went straight for straight to the team shop uh the official seattle kraken team shop and i bought something there pre-order there so screw you fanatics just like macamore says 40 dollars for a t-shirt <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so seems like people are okay with the logo as well uh, and majority of people are okay with the name, but the name was the the most controversial thing in, in these polls. Um, 21% said no to the name. However, if you are in charge of the marketing for that team, I think uh, 79% or basically oh, 80% that's is a, win. a huge win. That's a win. Because uh, you can't 100%. please everyone in this yeah. world. Um, there's been a lot of discussion from even Seattle locals how the name has nothing to do with the Pacific coast or the it, it's it's an atlantic coast and that's why ocean. i thought that video was a huge troll job because yeah. he said he said the the name pays homage to our roots or our history or whatever and i'm just like there is no crack and it was that was in my mind like yeah and then they played that video i was like this is a huge troll job towards Kraken. and then i was just like <laughs> what well like i didn't know this but i guess it's an atlantic ocean a mythical creature not a pacific ocean well that makes sense creature. so it really doesn't have anything to do with um Seattle specifically or the West Coast um maybe I'm, I'm maybe I'm wrong there but that's what I read online so you know you have to you have to believe everything you read online right absolutely yeah. so uh, anyways the majority of people are happy with the decision um it's going to be really cool to see their third jersey come out in the next two or three years I assume it's going to be red using that red as the primary color um maybe not but uh yeah pretty cool if you were the head of the graphic department, what would you go with? Would you go with a uh, creature? Would you go with eyes? Would you go with? There's so much potential. Like that's, <sighs> there is an unbelievable amount of potential with the name and the and the and the colors. Like there's, I would go with a creature. Mm-hmm. A very great. I've seen some concepts. Yeah, I love logos and they look brilliant. So I think we're going to get something pretty intense as as the third jersey, and it's probably going to be the best looking logo, or third jersey or alternate jersey that the NHL has ever seen. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be exciting, but we're probably not going to see it anytime soon. Probably not for, I mean, they start playing in 2021, 2022, which means we won't see it until 2022, 2023 at the earliest, probably. So we're a ways away. All right. Let me ask you a hypothetical question. Okay. First of all, are you more happy with this branding than the Vegas branding when the Vegas yes. branding was announced? Yes, because no one really cares about the team being called the golden Knights outside of Vegas and even the people in Vegas, like the name doesn't really mean that much. Whereas outside uh, Seattle, like Kraken could mean like everyone kind of knows what a Kraken is. It's been in movies. It's like people can relate to it. Even if they think it's a little silly, they know what it is. They can relate to it. A golden night. People know what nights are, but like, I don't know. It just, it's just average. It's not exciting. It's it's, it's not exciting. Like Kraken is, has this mythical lore to it. Uh, what colors? What colors do you like better? I think it was really cool what Vegas did with their colors because that is completely unique. I, I don't like the the glitter on the stripe, but I love their colors like that charcoal gray or almost mm-hmm. matte gray. Uh, I think that's fantastic. I I'd probably give the colors to Vegas just because I think they're a little bit different. We we already see a lot of blue mm-hmm. in the NHL, but I can't say anything negative about the Seattle colors. What about yourself? Mm. I think I like the Seattle colors better just because it's like a gray and like a brownish gold. What? You just said Seattle and then said. That's why I don't oh, really care oh. for the the Vegas yeah. ones as much because it's just kind of like dingy. But mm-hmm. like that kind of matches what, you know, if you think old times, golden nights, like yeah. it matches. It's appropriate. What about logo? 
Oh, it's a, yeah, Seattle all the way. Yeah. I was never really a big fan of the. I think the the biggest issue I had with the Vegas decision is that there was so much potential there for other names. And even if you did choose Golden Knights, there's more potential there for the logo other than what they use. I've come to really like the logo, but uh, there's so much potential there. They just kind of missed out on. Do you think the people? Do you think the people that don't like the Seattle stuff now? Do you think they were also people who also didn't like the Vegas stuff? Do you think they're like hard to please people, or do you think these are genuine? I'm not. They sure. could have done better things. I'm. I'm with some. I'm someone who didn't like the Vegas stuff when it came out. I made a video. I was. I traveled to a funeral in BC at the time when it was announced, and I remember um, waking up in Victoria, BC, in the hotel and filming a video. This was back when the channel first started in 2017. This was February 2017. Less than two months old, and I remember making a video talking about the Vegas. Uh, jerseys and logo stuff and saying I didn't like any of it and over time I've came to really like it a lot later that year um you know we started to become a pretty big fan of of Vegas right away when they started to win some games and I saw their team structure and stuff and then less than six months after that I was in Vegas watching a playoff game and so I come to really uh like the Vegas stuff a lot but so I think that there are definitely people out there who don't like the Seattle stuff now that will come to uh, like it a lot, especially the people who are living in Seattle and are unhappy with the name in five years. It's not going to matter mm-hmm. because it's not going to be weird to say, say Seattle Kraken. It's just going to be a normal thing. Just like Vegas golden Knights. Yep. Agree. Well, <clears throat> I think that pretty much sums up. Like you had a 10 minute video. I had a five minute video. Is there anything else you really want to say to it? Or? No, I don't think, uh, I don't think there's much more that we can say. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of images and stuff coming out of the arena in the next 12 months that we can talk about and go over. And there's going to be more news as well. There's, we're probably going to see the official white jersey uh, released as, as well because I think there was just maybe a yeah a, a very 2D concept of it from yeah. Adidas or whatever. Um, I think they're going to have a killer on-ice presentation before games. It's going to... Like, some teams do it really well. Vegas does it really well. Um, San Jose does it. Very well. Um, I think it's going to be above and beyond both of those by a long shot. It's going to be unbelievable. I think it's going to be extremely technological. Yes. Because A, Microsoft's in Seattle. So Seattle's got a little bit of a tech roots mm-hmm. in it. B, Jerry Brookheimer, like I said, is a movie director, visual effects. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I expect big things. There's going to be a lot of fog. Uh, there's going to be some tentacles. It's going to be dark. It's, it's going to be yeah. loud. It's I don't know. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, their merch is going to be unbelievable, too. The merch is like, going to be... Through the roof. Their mascot's going to be really interesting. Like it's, it's going to be intense. I don't know what the mascot's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a kraken. No, it's not going to be a kraken. I don't. I think it's going to be maybe like a pirate or something like that, or like a fisherman, or I don't know, someone the the opposing person that would defeat the kraken. I don't. I don't really know. Uh, Hard to say. There's so, that's that's the thing. There's so much potential, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Keep we'll keep an eye on it. Okay, so today is move-in days for players in Toronto and Edmonton. And before we get into that, I want to say that I was actually impressed by something. So we haven't done a podcast in two weeks now. So not last week, but the week before, which would have been the first week after our last podcast. Um, the NHL only reported two new cases of COVID when players started going to training camps, which is actually really low. I'm actually surprised by that. I am too. Like when you compare that to other leagues and stuff, like, like yeah, you had some players that were quarantining and, you know, at their home cities, but there was a lot of players that were still away that had to come back in. Really surprised by that. That's actually good news. That's I would have never predicted. And then the last update, which was last week or a few days ago, um, is zero. So right now things are looking good. So today's the big move-in day. We hope that you know daily tests start today. Yeah. 
they're cut off from the public today. So we just hope those numbers stay low. And there are some players who had COVID-19 and have recovered from it. Yeah, like Corey Crawford. Corey Crawford. Just yeah. talking about it, yep. Yeah, he, he joined the team. Uh, so that must be weird, not only for him, knowing that he's already got it, and I guess technically could get it again, as, yeah, as, as what we it know. It seems like it, yeah. Um, but his teammates as well, how they will treat him. Obviously, not going to treat him weird, but yeah. it's you know it's a sensitive kind of topic and yeah. stuff. So, it's yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, so I don't expect numbers to be zero. Hmm. It'd be amazing if they were. I think nobody's expecting that. But as long as they keep them really low and catch it quick, like, you know, with daily testing mm-hmm. and then reporting those tests within 24 hours, which they have to do. Um, I don't know. I hope they stay on top of it. And they. it seems like they are got their crap together. I will say that. You know what's really unfortunate is that uh, there's some really good documentaries in the NHL, specifically around, like, the Road to the Cup. I think, I don't know if it was HBO. It wasn't HBO. It was someone. Someone did one a couple of years ago and some of the teams even do theirs now on a yearly mm-hmm. basis it's really a shame that we're not going to be able to get that through this experience because i think personnel is limited in the bubble and stuff so there's not going to be a bunch of cameras in people's faces and stuff and in behind like behind the scenes yeah uh speeches by coaches in, in dressing rooms and stuff uh conversations about how the players need to be like i, I want to know this stuff i want to hear this stuff mm-hmm. and we'll never know other than what we're told in the future we won't be able to see it which is unfortunate yeah but. it's just going to be Documentaries where they interview people and they talk about it. Yeah. Instead of just actually having, because it seems yeah. like it seems like nowadays there is a lot of old behind the scenes footage that they're using to create modern. Oh yeah. Which is awesome, but you're right. And this is something that would be really interesting to see. It would be yeah, it would be like incredible. how players are handling, like people getting mad about stuff or things they're not happy with. Like. Mm. Okay, so in Edmonton, there's going to be three hotels now. Apparently, it was going to be four, but the last thing I read on NHL that was posted yesterday, it says three. So okay. I don't know which is true. It's either three or four. In Toronto, there's two. I already said once they're in the bubbles, um, they're not allowed to interact with the public anymore. Daily tests. Um, the practices are closed to the media. So the media that are allowed in the bubble, which is very few of them, um, they're not allowed to go to the practices. I think that's fine. Yeah. That's whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and then I have the exhibition games will be held this Tuesday through Thursday. And if you want to jump into that. Yeah, I've got, I just have the full schedule here. So Tuesday is when they start. Like Jason said, uh, that's July 28th. The first game is Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia at 4 p.m. That's Eastern. Uh, all these times are going to be Eastern. And uh, as we go through this, you'll see a trend. But there's a lot of rivalry matchups here, which is an interesting decision, I think. I don't know if I would have chosen that for exhibition games, but uh, I'll tell you why afterwards. But the game after that is Toronto versus Montreal. That's at 8 p.m. Uh, Edmonton versus Calgary, that's at 10.30 p.m. So there's only three games on, on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, there's a lot of games, actually. There's six. Tampa Bay versus Florida at 12 p.m. Colorado versus Minnesota at 2.30 p.m. Carolina versus Washington at 4. St. Louis versus Chicago at 6.30. The Islanders versus the Rangers at 8. And Vancouver versus Winnipeg at 10.30. Uh, if we move over to Thursday, that's July 30th. Nashville plays Dallas at 4. Boston plays Columbus at 7. And Vegas plays Arizona at 10. So what I find two things interesting about this. The rivalries, like Toronto-Montreal, Pittsburgh-Philadelphia. I don't know if I'd want to put two rivals together because I think intensity would maybe be a little bit too high. I would prefer to see the teams play. Like, I would rather see Pittsburgh play, I don't know, Florida. Like, there's not really a rivalry there. Yeah. Just, a, just an average, low-key kind of exhibition game. Um, but anyways, maybe that maybe that's the wrong opinion. Maybe they want to play rivals, so the intensity is high, so they are prepared to. So maybe there's two sides of the argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is that there are play-in teams 
playing teams that are already guaranteed, like Boston versus Columbus. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like maybe the play-in teams should only play the play-in teams. And like, but maybe Boston shouldn't play Tampa because they're probably going to end up, well, they're going to have to play Tampa. So that's a good point. It's complicated. (laughs) I I trust the NHL. I'll just say that. I don't always trust the NHL, but I'll trust the NHL here. I'm hoping there's not a whole lot of malice in exhibition games, but they, they can't just blow them over either. Like this is, it's, this is your warm up for the real thing. Unless you're in one of the round robin teams or whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you're Columbus, you're taking this dead serious. Yeah, and you're playing Boston, a team that's... It's, like, if you're I going to the Cup, you're probably going to have to be I Boston. I think these are going to be the most intense exhibition games we've ever seen. They're going to be the most watched, that's for damn sure. Yeah. And, like, uh, Wednesday, the games start at 12 p.m., which is 1 p.m. our time, and don't end till like, 1.30 at night. Like, that's a lot of hockey. I'm not going to be doing anything Wednesday night, <laughs> yeah. so... Other than watch hockey, so... Pretty intense. Uh yeah, that's really that's really all I have to say for the exhibition schedule. Yep. All right, let's get into the controversy. Oh, let's talk about I the like changes it. to the NHL game presentation. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the. I really Arizona wish situation. your dad was here. Yeah, we'd get a nice out of him. Mm. All right, so let's get let's. Get, I'm just going to read this. We'll get into it. Stop me if you want to make a comment. So the NHL said it's very important for them to cater to the television audience because there will not be any fans in the arena. Okay, I understand. Now, by saying I understand, I also have a question for them. What are you changing? Mm. What are you doing to cater to the television office or audience? Because A, when there's fans there, my television audience or my viewership of the television product is not hindered by having fans in those arenas. That's correct. I don't look at the games regularly and say, hey, <laughs> if these fans weren't here, you could put up 10 giant screens around the rink and I could look at whatever I wanted to look. Exactly. Oh, wait a minute. No, I can't because you have 30-some camera angles and I can't actually look at a static image for more exactly. than six seconds. So this isn't catering to the uh, television audience based on what they want. This is catering to the television audience based on what they think that we want. That's right. Which is the wrong way to do things. We've it's, been saying that for a decade. It's, it's, I don't know, what's their title? The producer. It's the producer of the broadcast <laughs> trying to... Take it to the next step, yeah. which it doesn't need to go necessarily. You don't so, need to modernize this. So I'll agree with that statement in a sense where, yes, you should cater to the television audience, but that does not necessarily mean we need a full rebuild of what yeah. exists pri- previously. Sure, maybe there are some tiny tweaks you can make that actually make it a little bit better, but those are things we've already talked about, and those are generally talking about making things more simple than more technical. That's correct. All right. So next point. Rather than taking advantage of virtual fans or cardboard cutouts, the NHL has decided to do something that caters to the fans at home, caters to the fans that are enjoying the television experience. So again, you pause and you say, hmm, okay, I'm listening. I'm not opposed to this yet, Mm -hmm. but I'm concerned. All right. So Steve Mayer, who is the senior executive vice president and the chief content officer. These are some quotes by him, which is what we'll... Mm be the meat and potatoes of this. He said, rather than taking advantage of virtual fans, cardboard cutouts, putting teddy bears in the stands, we've decided that we're going to do something that caters to the fans at home, fans that are enjoying the television experience. We want to educate them. We want to entertain them. We want to visually excite them. So visually excite them that's is, the concerning is where we go. So yeah. as soon as I hear that, I think Fox glowing puck. And I'm yeah. like, nope, that's dumb. What else are you going to do to visually excite me? And then there's been pictures online of the concept of what the arenas will look like. And it's just like, oh, whoa, there's like a giant screen here, a giant screen here, a giant screen here, a giant screen here. Yeah. 
I, it's, I'm not going to lie. It looks cool. It looks badass. It looks amazing. But it's not just because something looks cool doesn't mean it's the right option or the right answer. That looks very distracting. It's if that was if I was in the arena and I was watching something on all those screens singing across the way, I'd be like, this is incredible. But guess what? I'm not going to be watching those screens. I'm going to be watching what's on the ice. You 100 percent agree with what I was going to say. Like that looks like all those screens that you see on that. If you haven't seen it, it's basically a picture. I don't even think it's like it's like a illustration almost kind of right so it shows like the back kind of from a maybe like center ice a little bit to the left and you're looking across the rink and there's giant screens hanging down that seems like to me that would cater to the in ice fans that are on this side of the arena yeah who are watching the game and can also look up for stats yes if we're at home we got people telling us what's going on and stuff to me those giant screens and stuff enhances it's like being at a ballpark or something and you know, a batter comes up and his picture goes up. His, all his stats are on the screen. Right. That, that kind of seems like stuff to me that would enhance. And that I think it's some sports it's okay for stuff like that. Like in baseball, that's usually out of the way. Those screens are up high, whatever. Yeah. And it makes sense because baseball is kind of like a solo game. When a guy comes yeah. up to the batter's box or the plate, that's what the game is all about is him and the pitcher. That's yeah. all, like, and everyone else is just there to catch the ball and get him out. No one's watching the rest of the field. Like you really. can't. Like, what are you going to do? Pass the puck to Mitch Marner? Bam, Mitch Marner's got the puck. Here's his stats. Oh, it's over to him. Oh, we're going to change that. Like, Yeah. In sports like NASCAR, where the track is so big that you can't really see the other side of it, if you're in the main grandstand area and there's a bunch of screens above pit, you know, pit row or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Like, that makes sense for that sport. If you can't see the play, then sure, you need other angles to be able to see the play. But, I mean, there's just a giant slab of ice. Hockey is taking place in a very small uh surface area yep. you know like we, we talk some sports that are have l- smaller surface area basketball tennis i can't think of any others out the top of my head yeah so it's it's not a sport that you need all this stuff because you can't see something at the other end like even if you're in the nosebleeds and you're looking at the other end of the ice you can still see what's going on yeah so I now know. mind you we don't necessarily know what they have intended for all these screens. So we're just going to have to wait and see. This is just our initial reaction to... Well, we're very skeptical. Yeah. And there is some information that you may not know that I'll read here in a second. Okay. So. Okay, so... The league will use video, audio, and lighting that will allow every game to look different from the previous game. What does that mean? It means... Like lighting-wise, what does that mean? I don't know. Does it mean... We got green for Dallas. We got red for Montreal. Do we have just a different color... Like... They have said that the graphics, the audio, the lighting will make every environment look different. So when you're watching a game, in theory, if you didn't see any players on the ice, you would know what game you were watching. Here's another question I have. Is there going to be ads on the glass, fake ads on the glass? Oh, 100% there's going to be ads. But if there's going to be fake ads on the glass and there's actual screens behind them or whatever, that's not really catering to the... Uh, television audience when you're throwing ads on top of screens and all this other stuff there will 100 percent be ads and i think there'll be more there could be ads on the screens oh there's definitely gonna be and there's probably gonna be four cars parked there like there could well. be we could be watching play and all this just say there's five screens that go across so one in the middle and two on each sides what happens if in the middle of play we're watching all of a sudden an enterprise rent a car comes up and all the screens turn white and a car drives right across the screens and it's like, Enterprise, we'll pick you up. That'd and then be... it all dissolves and then it's back to stats. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> I expect something like that to happen. Um, 
hopefully it doesn't happen during during the game, like during a play. Uh, Honda is, I think, the official vehicle sponsor of the NHL. So I assume that we'll probably see a Honda vehicle there, just like the All-Star game. It'll be in the arena somewhere, mm-hmm. almost certainly. Like on the corner or something? Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as other physical advertisements, I don't think there's going to be any. Yeah. It'll all be digital. Yeah. So... Um, the NHL has gotten the goal songs, the horns, the in-arena music compilation, and motivational videos from each of the 24 teams participating. That's a huge job for the people working in those arenas. <laughs> the league has also received spe- specially produced videos from fans that will replicate some of the chants that go on in teams' home arenas. <laughs> That's actually awesome. <laughs> but when do they choose to play those chants? I don't know. We talked about this when we had your dad on that special podcast, so... Like, Sportsnet has already said they're going to try playing music during the games. Like, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's gone. And I hope they get enough backlash of that that we don't see that. But we'll yeah. see. So in Nashville's situation where they their fans are pretty ruthless and they say some things about other uh, the opposing team's goaltenders and it's some of it's the best chance be in hockey. As that's probably not going to be used in the games that Nashville is playing in. Mm-hmm. It should be because that's a very... Yeah. prominent chant for them but yeah. it's not going to be used which is unfortunate but if it is used when does it get used who makes that decision here's my question so if they went around and like so how do you get chance how do you get chance do you hire a bunch of volunteers and say we were going to have 24 people in a room do a chant and we're going to record it in like a professional environment and then we're going to play it or is this like no i think it's pre-recorded audio from so a previous game do they have ole chance for montreal yes and if Montreal is about to beat Pittsburgh, are we going to hear the Olay chant? Uh, like, I think is, we'll that, that. is that appropriate for someone at the NHL to give the okay to like, okay, let's let's diss on Pittsburgh right now. They're probably going to lose this game. I think that I think that we should hear na 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 <laughs> na na na. I think we should hear that. Some teams use it, some teams don't. But for the teams that use it, I want to hear it. Do you think the NHL would give that okay for that to be played? I think they have to. It's part of the sport. It's part of the game. It's part of the the tele. It's part of the. You're not experience. wrong, but I'm just I'm just wondering. Whereas the NHL is trying to be, <laughs> I can in see favor with all teams. Yeah. I can see players being upset with that though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's one thing when it's spontaneous fans. It's another thing when you have a guy upstairs saying, "Okay, yeah, play the You're Done song." Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Next page. So here's the here's the kicker. Broadcast partners NBC in Toronto and Sportsnet in Edmonton will use 32 cameras per game, 12 more than normal. They will be positioned in each building to bring the television audience visuals they have never seen before. I think they're. I think most of them are going to be fantastic. Like because you can put cameras on. They've apparently built a whole bunch of custom platforms yeah. and custom rigs, and because they're not worried about intruding on audience point of view. Yes. Yeah, so you can literally have, like there's going to be cable cams. There's going to be swing arms. There's going to be. And that's the issue that I have is the cable cam. Oh, the cable cams have already been said. They're going to, I think there's three cable cams or something like that. I don't think this is going to go well <laughs> for the NHL. And I don't know. It doesn't matter because there's more people who dislike the cable cam than like the cable cam. It's been very vocal. It's all over Reddit. It's all over Twitter for the past 10 years in outdoor games and winter classics and all this stuff. But the NHL does not care. They continue to use them even though people don't like them. So it doesn't matter if we don't like them. They're just going to keep using them. I think it's going to look like an HBO documentary, except for it's going to be a live game. Yeah. There's just cameras looking at this player over here, over here, up here. I think it's going to be all over the place. 
It is going to, and they're going to be switching. They're going to have so many, like these producers are going to have 12 new cameras. Ooh, shiny new buttons I can press. Yes. Let's press this. Let's press this. So for the first couple games, they're going to go way too crazy with it. Oh yeah. And they're going to have to be toned, told to tone it down. I'm hoping they get that out of their system in the exhibition series because those cameras are there. We already know that the the presentation, like the graphics and the colors and all that, they're not doing that for the exhibition games. Mm. Those are being saved for the playoffs because those are special. But the cameras are in place. So get all your happy buttons out of the way in those exhibition games. Because it's going to be bad. I don't want 32 different buttons being pressed all the time. Yeah. And I will make a video about it and I will complain about it because I got nothing else to do. <laughs> All right, um, here's one for you, too. The league has partnered with EA Sports to use its library of in-game sounds to mimic crowd noise. I don't play the NHL games enough to probably give an educated do opinion you, about this. Okay, well, answer this. Do you want fake crowd noise or do no. you want to hear? I don't want no crowd noise. Do you want to hear what the players are yes. saying? Yes, me too. Don't play music. Don't play crowd noise. Don't play music for your graphical yeah. overlays. Put it on a delay, which I think they this are. Is, it's a five-second delay. In case someone swears, yep. mute it, whatever. I want to hear the players. I want to hear the skates cutting the ice. This I want is, to hear the glass. I, this everything. is a huge opportunity to be able to get in there where you've never... Like they're, they're talking about bringing viewers stuff they never had before. This is it. We've yeah. never had this situation before. So give me the raw audio of everything. People chirping on the bench. The coach is yelling. Yeah. I want to hear the 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 crap they're talking about when between whistles. Would you pay more for that? Yes. I would too. And I want everyone, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you have the time to leave a comment down below, let us know if you would pay more for that because it might be an interesting little case study to look at the comments. And, and see. if you wouldn't pay more for it, and if, yeah, if you would wouldn't. you still would you still prefer that for this year? Right. Would you like, prefer to hear? Like answer like, sure, I'd pay, I don't know, whatever, to be able to hear that. Or no, I wouldn't pay that, but I would like to hear that for this playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Let us know. All right, so... I don't know. That's it. That's all I got for the presentation. I will say I am skeptical. Cautiously skeptical. And like maybe I'll be wrong and they'll do something amazing. I want to assume the best in the NHL, but I know just based on history that they it's, don't make great it's decisions. It's not the for NHL viewers. I'm worried about. It's the producers well, of yeah, Sportsnet and NBC. Yeah, that's the and I'm word. just wondering how much different they're going to be. Like NBC has the Toronto games. Sportsnet has the Edmonton games. I wonder when you watch one and then watch the other, how much different they're going to be. I would bet $100 that the NBC broadcast is going to be better. <laughs> I would not bet you on that. And I that sucks to say as a Canadian because the NBC is obviously the American broadcast. But as Canadians and as the leader in, in I would say the leader in broadcasting in this sport with Sportsnet, they should be number one. There should be no question that Sportsnet should. I am really surprised that NBC got the cream of the crop in terms of the East Coast games. Because, and I think it's because the contract's coming up that they're trying to put value in that U.S. contract. But Sportsnet paid so much more for that. Like, they have way more money invested in that. I'm really surprised that they kind of would, were done dirty. Yeah, but the sports, the sports Night got a lot of favors thrown their way in the, the past Now, mind years. you, I'm not going to cry tear over Sportsnet because I would take TSN any day. I agree. So. I agree, yeah. Um, talk, that's the end of that. All right. So let's talk about John Tortorella because anytime I see a John Tortorella quote, I got to put it in my notes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so John Tortorella is not happy right now. He says... He thinks several important players on the Blue Jackets are not ready for the Stanley Cup 
qualifiers. Mm-hmm. I think that's completely factual, but I think every coach could probably say the same thing, but aren't. And the fact that John Tortorella said that is amazing. Heck yeah. And he's trying to get them going yep. by taking it public. I think John Tortorella is one of the best coaches this game has ever seen. All right, here's a quote. He said, my concern is some of the people that we are going to need to make a difference for us to win the series. I don't think they're ready right now. I don't think they're doing the things they need to do right now to get ready for that series. Not a bunch, a few, a couple. <laughs> That's exactly what John Tortorella sounds like when he talks. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, he was unhappy with the practice on Monday and did not talk to the media after the scrimmage. Um, so apparently, 30 seconds into the start of their practice, he stopped the practice and he just screamed at them. And then they started back up again, which is amazing. I love it. <laughs> that is actually like, awesome. What the frig are you guys doing? We got a game coming up in a week. Get your crap together. Good. I think in a time like this, when you're coming back after not doing anything for the last three or four months, that's needed. Would you, I, would you say they're the underdogs against Toronto? Absolutely. I would too. Yeah. So they have to be, and he even said they're not a team that flips the switch and just turns it on. They have to be ready. Oh, yeah. That's they they don't really have the decision to flip the switch. Yep. They are a, a team based on structure and depth, and uh, as long as they play their game, they'll do well. Like, they need hard work and just grinding it out. Yeah, that's their whole That's their whole system, which is, that's a winning system. Yep. So Toronto better be ready, even though Tortorella doesn't think his team is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're right. It's probably happening everywhere because who knows what I'm sure there's players that are in super shape because they've just been at home and there's nothing else to do other than yeah. to pump the weights. Well, Chara is a machine. Yeah. A physical machine. Did you hear what he said recently? About not wanting to retire? He has no intention. He's not even thinking about retiring. He's 43. That's intense. That's and amazing. I, I don't know how I feel about that. As a, as a Boston fan, you probably have uh, like mixed opinions. There are There is value in him because he runs the room. And as soon as new people come into that room, they know what's up. Yeah, and he's also an authority on the ice as well. Yeah. Like, he's not afraid to push some bodies And he around. gets along well with the refs. <laughs> he does, actually. <laughs> like, there's a lot of crap he could be called for, and they just, like, nine times out of ten, they're like, oh, this guy's seven feet tall. Yeah. He's, he's, always, just, he's always talking to them yeah. as well. So yeah. I'm okay with him from that. I'm okay that he's got a big stick. Mm-hmm. Like, That's yeah. what she said. Um, but I'm not okay with the... The common knowledge now that don't try to go by him, just shoot the puck by him and skate around him because he can't do anything. He's not really a hard player to play against like he used to be. Yeah, he's so. still he's still strong in front of the net. Like he's going to push you around and he's not yeah. going to get a penalty most of the time. Like he's going to be cross checking you. And yeah. a lot of people really hate that. Yeah, but I would also like to see Bergeron become the captain of the team. So I'm okay for when the day that Chara goes. He's already done his um, learning to become a real estate agent when oh, this that's all what over. he wants to be yeah he's already done the training he is a certified real estate agent he's ready to do that he'll probably freaking sell real estate to celebrities oh yeah um hmm. so i don't know i'm oh i'm okay with it for another year i will see how he plays next year but. all right he's in really good physical shape so yeah oh, he, he's he can definitely do it he kills the camps like training camps oh, yeah. he's he's the one to beat and he's, yeah. like you said he's 40 some years old so it's kind of intense it's, it's impressive yeah all right let's talk about the jersey you're wearing Let's, let's talk, do it. Let's talk about John Chaka. John Chaka. I don't know what the proper pronunciation of it John. is. I'm going to call him John C. John C. John C. John C. Is that from a movie? Po- Denzel po- Washington? I was thinking Pocahontas. Pocahontas? That's John Smith. Oh, yeah. John, John S. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that? Man, you don't make fun of me for bringing up Pocahontas, Pocahontas and, then, for the and then you know in that I name. can't remember my wedding, but I remember Pocahontas. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, before I was telling Neil before we started this. I went on YouTube and I looked up. John Chaka, John Chaika. And I just clicked on a bunch of different videos to see how people say his name. And they say it both ways. So I don't actually know what the proper way is. So if you know, leave in the comments. 
Yeah, let's and they're literally it. just gonna type his name. This is his name. Heck yeah, that's pro. Leave. <laughs> leave <right>. it. <laughs> yeah. Like if you do leave in the comments, try to like, what do they call that? Like phoneticize it. Like spell it out with hyphens as if how you'd spell each part of it. Yeah, sound is it, it out. Chayka or chayka. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Okay. This whatever. is an amazing segment. This is okay. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like he is no longer the GM of the Arizona Coyotes. So, okay. So let's 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 talk about how this happened. So Elliot Friedman is reporting that he was not at the team scrimmage on Friday, um, and a few of his sources have told him that his office has already been cleaned out. Yes, so he took all the stuff and he's gone. Yes, and he's not responding to any. Uh, all of the responses to the team about is he still the GM are no comment. Yes, which basically means no, because he, if he is, then yes. Yes, and he's not responding to any no any messages or anything any either. So. Okay, so apparently when this really came out was Taylor Hall had a dinner meeting with the new owner and the new president, and Chaika was not there. So that made people think, like, they were seen out at a dinner meeting. Mm. So, like, hmm, why is your star player having a meeting with ownership but the GM's not here? So that's when the questions really started happening. Um, And I guess other agents have been having talks with the team about their players or their clients, I guess, Mm -hmm. about re-signing and stuff like that. And John Chaka is not part of any of those discussions either. Wow. So it sounds like he's out. Do you know, do you have any other information other than that? I do. So apparently during the pandemic, is this what you're talking about? Yeah. He, they were asked to give permission for him to talk to someone about an opportunity. A lateral move. Yeah. A non-lateral move. Oh, a non- A non-lateral move. Oh, I read lateral move. No, this was- this was a non-GM position. Yeah, but I heard it was a lateral move, but not a GM position. So yeah, see, I heard it was not that. So I don't know. I guess nobody knows. <laughs> well, at least <laughs> the two of the guys in front of this camera right now. Okay, so here's my... Okay, we'll get into this. We'll talk after, okay? Let's do it. So it was not, it was not a move to go to another team for a GM-type job. Right. So by that, what do you mean? Like you thought it was a, a president move? Yeah, or, like okay. it, was a, it was a lateral move, still remaining in a management position, but not in a like a team management Yeah, so style the way I read this was it was not <clears throat> another GM job. It would have to be something above a, a president or a GM job. Yeah, it was, I mean, he's, he's young. But apparently it wasn't to work for a specific team. That's correct. Is what we're going to get into. Yes. So, um, there's a guy that goes by the name of Craig Morgan. He's been covering the... Arizona Coyotes forever. He has some tweets about it. And he said that this was not an opportunity with another team, but it was a professional opportunity over and simply above another job in the league. Yes. I, I actually heard that it was being part of the NHL staff that deals with all of the GMs. Okay. Um, I got another. I never heard that, but I have another situation to throw right. you later, which yeah. is, it's probably not, but I just want to ask you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. According to sources, when it became apparent that he could leave for this opportunity, they stepped in and resisted and said, no, you're not allowed to go. Which yeah. I don't understand. If you're going to give a guy permission to talk, why do you take that away from him when it seems like he could take it? Yeah. If I, you don't want to get rid of him in the first place, don't let him have those conversations. So what's, what's what happens there? Because it's his decision to leave that voids his contract for the next four years? If it, If he does leave... Yeah, obviously his contract is void. They don't but have to pay him I out. don't think he's allowed to be a GM... For another team. But they don't have to pay him out. 
of the four years. Like no, he, no, no. His contract is yeah. I'm I'm assuming that there's like there's probably wording in that about what happens yeah. if he leaves and <clears throat> yeah, I, he he would definitely not get paid. Um, and he's got three years left on that contract, so like, he's only 31 years old. This dude is super young. He's younger than he's us. He's younger than us. Yeah. Um. Flip the page. Do you think you could GM a an NHL team? No way. Heck no. If you look at the new guys like him, if you look at Kyle Dubas, these are like super smart dudes that are like super lifers of the game. Mm-hmm. Like I don't imagine Kyle Dubas has much of a life outside of hockey. He lives, breathes, everything. And it's in, like high intelligence. It's oh, yeah. not like it's not like you get brought up and you are under the wings of an experienced guy. And it's not done by feel and by look. It, this is a, turned into a numbers game now. It's almost it's, like chess mm-hmm. in a way, a little bit. Yeah, It's about leadership and negotiating, like planning. Like you have to have a good staff around you or yeah. else you're going to suck. There's a lot of, like some GMs make a lot of gut feelings. Um, Th- those gut these, feeling guys are fewer and fewer. Yeah, it's it's a now. lot of risk versus reward now uh, with the new guys. They're very hesitant about making... Uh, big risky like free agent signings or anything like that. It's very calculated decisions uh, financially as well. Uh, you could argue that Dubas maybe doesn't make the best financial decisions, um, but that's he a- almost seems like he's loyal in a way. Like I I don't doubt that Kyle Dubas is cutthroat, but when he said he would sign all those three guys, yes, he said I'm going to sign all those three guys, yeah. and he ended up paying more than he wanted to, especially now that we know the cap's not going to go up. And I think that's where the argument lies. Is that's going to hurt in the long yeah. run? Um, okay, so here's here's what I have for discussion points about this, and I'm going to change the first question I have. So I have I have is this the right time to be having this drama play out when they're literally starting their play in series in a week? And I will say to that. They're trying to not have it in a way by just saying no comment. Mm-hmm. But do you think this hurts the team by having this much crap being talked about? No. I don't either. No, because this is a moment where uh, the GM role is, for the most part, inactive. You're right. And especially especially with this. Because there's, like, normally you get to the playoffs, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you've done all your work, you've had your trade deadlines you this is the team you have and you just you're nervous and you're yeah you're stressed but there's literally nothing you can do and you have to think about the next year as well in this certain situation where this year it will end in i think october 4th is the latest day or october 8th or whatever then when the next season starts there's not going to be that major break in between seasons like there normally is it's going to be a condensed break so if you did it at the end or the beginning of october that doesn't give the arizona coyotes organization enough time mm-hmm. to bring in a new GM. So the fact that he's doing it now, a time where it really doesn't matter for GMs there or not, I think is totally fine. So it's it's unfortunate, I think, for the team that there seems to be confusion on reasoning. Just just release it. Like I don't think Arizona Coyotes fans are gonna be mad. They just want to know. Yeah. Like what do you is he going? Okay, cool. If he's going, who's next? Who's he bringing in? We're working on it. Cool. My next question is I already said this, but I'm going to have you you answer this. <laughs> Why do you think they gave him permission to talk and then pulled it away? Um, I heard that the owner really, really likes him. He does. A lot. And I don't know if the owner made the decision for him to talk to other teams. I think maybe it was someone else. And when the owner got wind of it, he was like, well, no, he's staying. So I don't know. I'm assuming that was... Maybe what happened. And apparently they tried to 
allegedly um, come to some sort of agreement where yeah. they'll finish out the next year, but they couldn't even get that yeah. far. Yeah. Um, here's my hypothetical for you. Okay. And this is probably a hard no, but I'm going to read this to you anyway. So don't don't look here. All right. Do you think he could be headed to Buffalo? Case A. Six weeks ago, Buffalo hired Jason Botterill and had a bloodshedding of the front office. I think 21 people got let did go. Did you say hired? No, fired. Oh. Maybe I did. Don't rewind that. But I know you meant to say fired. Okay. He was fired. <laughs> Case B. Three years ago, Buffalo reported interest in John Chaka, but he was under contract and Arizona refused to let them speak to him. C. Pegulia Sports and Entertainment own much more than the Buffalo Sabres. They also own the Bills, the Rochester Americans. They own the rink, and they own the hotel complex next door. So in terms of a professional opportunity, he could be working for a multi-teamed enterprise that manages a whole bunch of different teams. That's interesting. Isn't he from that area too? Case D. He grew up 40 minutes from Buffalo in Jordan Station. I, I think I, I remember him being from the East Coast. I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was that close. Forty minutes. So, so to summarize my question, could joining Puglia Sports and Entertainment be said professional opportunity? Yeah, I don't think it is. But maybe it's not with not. Maybe it's not. Has see, I never heard the NHL rumor. This is the only rumor I've seen online about where he could be going. That's interesting because it could be the Puglias because they've already shown in 2017 oh. they wanted him. They just got rid of everybody, and they could look at this guy saying, this is a 31-year-old smart guy like Kyle Dubas, yeah. and he could come in in terms of the umbrella to oversee the hiring of all of these different teams to bring all of these different teams to the promised land. I don't know if if, uh, if John's the right man for that, <laughs> but uh, that is, yeah. That, I mean, they've got a lot of money, so if they're throwing a lot of money at this dude, more than he would make as a GM... Of course, he's going to make that lateral move, especially yeah. when it's a place where you basically grew up. So, If you had to per- put a percentage on him to join this company, what would you put it at? 65%. Really? Yeah. I'd put it like 38. <laughs> I like it. 65%. Yeah. 38. <laughs> could have said 40. Okay, I'll go with 40. But we'll probably have to know pretty pretty soon because Buffalo's, you know, they're in a situation where they've got three months. Until they probably need to make a decision of every one of the positions mm. they need to fill. So I don't know what kind of role he would have if he, I don't know, but people are talking about it. Like this was reported on, I think it was a Vancouver website actually reported this. Wow. That's impressive. So, kind of random. Anyways, uh, the only last thing I have is the upcoming games on Saturday. So the play in round starts on Saturday. What the hell? So, but between close. between this podcast and next podcast, there's going to be one, two, three, four, five games that matter. There's also games on Sunday, but chances are by the time we film, those games will not have happened yet. <laughs> so, this is pro. We have five games that mean crap between now and the next podcast. I have a question. Did I type something wrong? No, no, no. Okay. You you owned it. Are you going to watch these games? Uh, Yeah. Are you going to watch all these games? Probably not because there's too many. What do you mean? That, I mean, I'm going to flip back and forth when there's a couple of the games this, at the same time. As you mentioned before, this is a 1 o'clock for us that starts at 12 with New York and Carolina, mm-hmm. so Eastern time. 
And then the last game, Winnipeg Calgary starts at 1030, which is 1130 our time. Yeah. Which means this is a one to one day. So I don't know. Maybe we could do it. Do you want a live stream? <laughs> I mean, we could. The whole day. How do you do the games that overlap? We just have to switch back and forth. Like the Chicago game in Edmonton starts at three, and then an hour later, Florida and New York are playing. That switch back and forth, and that how long's the intermissions? I assume it's going to stay eighteen minutes. Oh, I think that's a mistake. But because uh, it's to give, yeah, the intermissions are not for the fans, even though they kind of are for bathroom breaks and stuff. But gotta get uh, that liquor out of your system. <laughs> yeah. But that would be intense live stream though, from twelve p.m. I mean, to, we could. That'd be an over twelve hour live stream. We could. We could do it or we could do part of it. I don't know. We'll have to talk about it. But <laughs> if we're doing something like that, then maybe. Yeah. But yeah, that's a 12-hour day of that's nonstop hockey. We might need food deliveries. Heck yeah. I'm <laughs> down with this. You're selling me. All right. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to figure it out. Would Would people be interested in watching that? Yeah, let us know. Uh, obviously, we can't show the game for copyright reasons and stuff. We can't even t- listen, allow you to listen to the audio, but we can... We can watch it with you. you. We can, yeah, you can watch it with us. We, we could can, be a second screen type viewing. You're yeah. watching your main screen, have us on the side. Let us know your thoughts during the game, yada, yada, yada. Maybe join a bunch of other people. Yeah, it'd be fun. Be fun. Uh, yeah. Is that all you have? That's all I have. All right. Like well, I said, so here's, let me say one thing first. So Neil is doing series, series previews on the main channel, Productions. Oh, right. So I did not include that in our podcast, which... Honestly speaking, would have been the meat and potatoes of the podcast. But there's no reason to do it twice if you're already doing it over there. So if you want to see the previews, go to the production channel. Um, the Montreal-Pittsburgh one is up already. Yeah. It's like, how long is it? Like 12 minutes or something? 12 minutes. It's not too long. Um, it's more of a deep dive into... Yeah, and it's not It's not even really a deep dive. It's like, these are so hard to predict and talk about. I mean, it's pretty decent. You have a good breakdown. It's of, decent, but... Um, we can talk about a little bit because I want to know your opinion okay. about some of these series. Uh, so I won't go super in depth. So how about this? We'll do, we'll talk about them. We'll do a little preview right now, and we'll get maybe give predictions, and then for the deep dive, check out the individual videos. Yeah, totally on your channel. Yeah. Okay. So Calgary and Winnipeg. This is such a tough series for me because it's two Canadian teams that I actually like. I genuinely like both of these teams. I don't like that they're playing each other first round. I don't like it either. As a, <laughs> I don't as a Canadian, I don't like it, but. It's it's tough to pick a win, like just to pick a winner as far as who I want to win and pick a winner of who I think is not actually for me. Win. I have it. You think Winnipeg's gonna win? I think Winnipeg's gonna lose. You think Winnipeg's gonna lose? I want Winnipeg to win. I think Calgary's gonna win. I actually think Calgary's gonna win as well, and I think I I, I think I want Winnipeg to win. There's no thinking for me. Think, I absolutely. I don't really like Calgary. I don't know why either. See, I'm not I don't like Edmonton. Kachuk, I don't really like, and I think that's why I don't like Calgary. Uh, and I don't know if that's fair or not. I don't like Gallagher, and I don't like Montreal. <laughs> Wait, this is about Calgary. I know, but it's kind of like that. I don't. Really it's like not fair either, to be but... like that because you know what? I won't say I don't like Tom Wilson because I think Tom Wilson's a really good hockey player, but he's also goes beyond the line too much. Yeah. So that's like saying I don't like Washington because I don't like Tom Wilson. That's not fair because Washington has a whole bunch other than Tom Wilson to like. Yeah. And Calgary's the same way. Well, would you want to have him on your team, Boston? Who, Tom Wilson? No, uh, Kachuk. Mm, probably not. Gallagher? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> oh, come on. Tom Wilson? Yeah. <laughs> you think Tom Wilson is a better valuable teammate than Gallagher or Kachuk? Heck no. But I don't know why. Like, I can't explain that. 
Like Kachuk is just a mouthpiece, and Marshan's the same way. But yeah, but he's I just, so smart. I know. Like he, he, there's just something about him that I just don't like, and it, he knows how to get under people's skin, and he knows and, and when that's just to why ignore he, them. That's why he's good. Like he's brilliant. Like that's why he's good. And maybe if I had him, and it was working for us, yeah. I would like it. Like I haven't seen the positive personality of Kachuk. I've only heard of the crap he's done. And maybe yeah. Marshawn's like that for some players too. Maybe people who don't follow Boston just see the crap he does and like this guy's an idiot. But Marshawn's actually a really good player too. He is phenomenal. Same with Kachuk. He's a really good player. I don't know. I I know I'm not fair on that. It's it's bias, and I I don't want to have it, but I do. <laughs> so and just I'm down with the whiteout. There's gonna be no whiteout this year. Ah, uh, R.I.P. Whiteout. So, anyways, all right. I think Calgary. Calgary's got it, and I think it's fairly quick. I think Calgary is going to win also. How many? I think I think you're right. I think it's quick. I probably it might be a sweep. I'm hoping for. I'm hoping Winnipeg wins one. Now, if Winnipeg yeah. does win, heck yeah, I'm pumped for that. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Okay, Nashville and Arizona. This one's tough for me as well because both teams have been really inconsistent this year. This is one series I really don't care for. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I feel the same way. And <laughs> no offense to the team fans of those teams. I don't have the pump I used to have for Nashville like a couple years ago. That was pro. When they were doing their playoff runs, heck yeah, Nashville was happening. Yeah. That's done with now. Meh, Nashville's just whatever. Yeah, I'm kind of rooting for Arizona here just because uh, it would be nice to see a little bit of life in that organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will be rooting for Arizona, but I think Nashville's going to win. You? Uh, I think Arizona should win. But... I don't know if they're going to. I, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll say I hope they do. And if I had to bet money, like a quarter, I put it on Arizona. Cool. If I had to <laughs> bet any more than risky. a quarter, I'd walk out of the room because I'm not. Okay. Uh, next series, which is, I think is going to be the most underrated and interesting series in the entire playoffs: Edmonton versus Chicago. I think Chicago is going to win. I also think Chicago is going to win. Now, there's one caveat to that. If Connor McDavid comes out beast mode, like, hey, you didn't nominate me for the hurt. You didn't nominate me for this. Let me show you guys yeah. what I'm all about. If he comes out like that, pff, Chicago ain't got the chance. I think he's going to, but I think there's just something about something special about Chicago this year. There's something I, unspecial about Edmonton for the last 10 years. Other than Connor McDavid. Yes. Dry sidle, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to, I don't want to jinx any team, but I know you guys can't see it, but in front of us, there's a little Stanley Cup and for you audio listeners, you definitely can't see it, but. Uh, on the back of this Stanley Cup, the, fa- the side that's facing us, there is a Chicago Blackhawks logo on there. There is. <laughs> Just saying. It could be uh, things yeah. to come. Uh, next. Oh, sorry. Who? And how many games? Let's, yeah, how many games? Oh, if. Okay. If Chicago wins, it's going the distance. Yeah, it's going set. Or not. Seven, it's going, it's seven. going five. <laughs> it's going two more than it can. Yeah. I'd say five. I won't be surprised if Edmonton wins, though, but. No, I won't either. Um, Vancouver and Minnesota. Minnesota. I think this series is going to birth a rivalry. It could. I think it will. I think it will. I think there's this series. I don't think a lot of people will be paying attention to it. But when it's over, people will look back on the series and be like, damn, that was a good series. It just starts so late. I know. 1030 at night. It's going to be tough. That's Eastern, which means it's 1130 hour time, which means it's I not mean, if they play that, like I'm hoping that they rotate the teams through the different time slots. I don't know if they will because they may want to keep it consistent. Yeah, they'll like probably say keep it like, consistent. Like say Vancouver plays their first game at 10.30 and then 
Like, do they play their third game at 10.30, their fourth game at 10.30, or do they rotate through so that... You know what's funny, though? These games that are happening at 12 Eastern, that's like breakfast for people out in Vancouver. Oh, You get up at 8 o'clock, have your Fruit Loops, and you're watching hockey. 8 a.m. Yeah. Or I guess 7, sorry. 9 a.m. 9 a.m. I thought it was But still, if you're sleeping in a little bit on Saturday, you get up at 9 o'clock, you pour your Fruit Loops, turn on the TV, and bam, (laughs) playoff hockey that matters is on. Do you eat Fruit Loops? I love Fruit Loops. I haven't had them in a while, though. I haven't had Fruit Loops in probably 20... Fruit Loops don't have the same color anymore because they don't have artificial colors anymore. (laughs) This is a weird fact. So they're not as, like, vibrant anymore. They look like they're kind of, like, meh. I didn't know that. How do you spell Fruit Loops? I think it's with two O's, isn't it? It is. Fruit Loops? It is with two O's. Good job. (laughs) Who's going to win the series? That I don't know. Vancouver. I'm hoping Vancouver. I just don't know. I think they're going to win. I think it's going to go the distance. So I think Minnesota's probably going to surprise some people. I would, I would rather watch Vancouver move on than Minnesota. I think they have a more interesting team to follow. I, I do. Uh, There's more to look well, forward yeah. to, especially down. They have <clears throat> they have exciting young players in Vancouver. Dude, Vancouver's going to be a beast in a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, let's switch over to the East, Toronto and Columbus. If Toronto loses a series, they'll never hear the end of it because it's always, to this point, been you just can't beat Boston and you always face Boston. Okay. So in your videos, you talk about pressure. Yeah. There is mega pressure Huge on pressure. Toronto. Like, I don't know if there's a series other than this one that has more pressure. Oh, absolutely. Like, they have to win. They, they don't have Boston. They cannot use that as an excuse. They have to win. Mm-hmm. They are, like we said earlier, they are the favorite to beat Columbus. And things get reseeded after this round. Is that correct? Yep. So if Toronto does really well and pulls off a sweep, which that probably puts them a little higher in the standings. I think it only goes by the ratings of the teams, though, right? So, like, it's like 12 versus or 8 and 9. So they would be positioned at wherever, whoever's lower than them. So, like, say say Montreal beats Pittsburgh. They're 12, right? If if Columbus wins, they're still nine and twelve. So whatever Montreal plays, they'd still be under. So them. if Toronto wins and Boston wins, they can still play each other. I was thinking that if Toronto did I really think well, Boston would have to maybe lose in order for them to play each other. Because it's gonna it's gonna be the higher teams against the lower teams. Well, that's what I thought. Like if Boston played really well and Toronto played really well and they're both at the high, then they would play each other because they're playing lower. Well, Toronto would still teams. be eight no matter what, right? They'd be eight? Yeah, because that's what they're at right now, right? That number doesn't change. It goes by their regular season rating. I guess. So, like, I think in order for that to happen, Boston would have to finish second or third. No, they'd have to finish fourth. Wouldn't they? I don't know. It depends on how the the seeding goes. The fourth would be... The fourth team would play the best team. No, I think the first... Oh, yeah, you know, you're right. You're so right, sorry. They have yes. to be second or third or somewhere. I don't have the breakdown on me, but... Toronto would have to come alive. There is a possibility that it could happen. And my dad thinks that it is going to happen. I hope it does. I don't know why he thinks <laughs> that. He doesn't even know what has to happen in order to happen, but he just thinks... We don't even know what has to happen. He thinks they're going to squeak by, and then they're going to get stomped by Boston again, which I would be okay with. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But Toronto has to win. Yeah, they this have is, uh, to win. And they only they only need to win three games. Like It's not like... Okay, you're but up, they also can't come out slow. They have to. I'm 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 genuinely concerned about the Toronto Maple Leafs. If Columbus wins the first game, it's over. <laughs> I, I agree. I don't know if Toronto has the mentality to just 
that's the thing. Overcome. They're very fragile. It seems like. So, I mean, it's not like they just, you know, went to sleep in both those series against Boston. They oh, no. Took they, the seven games right. in, in both series. And they had the opportunity to finish them in the game six, and they didn't. Yeah, they have the ability to win. They have a talented team, but I think they just get in their own head sometimes. So I don't know what team, what Toronto team we're going to see here. Uh, I don't see, I don't even know what Columbus team we're going to see here. But well, they also have a new coach, so they do. I think Columbus plays the better structured game, though. So I'm, I want Columbus to win. I think Toronto's got it, but I think Toronto's going to win. Yep, Toronto has to have it. But uh, I, I think they're going to win because they have to. Wasn't it Columbus that knocked off Tampa last it year? It was. Don't forget that, Toronto fans. That's right. Uh, Carolina and the Rangers. Okay, I've already said this. We have a bean boozle on the line. Rangers got to win. Did we make a bet? Yes, we did. What was it? It was if... <laughs> got to go back and look. It was if... I think We, I, we I, bet on who we thought was going to get Lafreniere, and I put... I thought Carolina oh, right. was going to have a chance because I, I picked the Rangers as the underdog to have an upset. Yes. And I also picked Montreal, and then you picked two from the West. I don't remember who you picked. I think so. I picked Minnesota and... Someone else, but I don't remember who. Okay, so you you, you did pick Minnesota to lose in our preview right now. So I don't think we've yeah. talked about the other team. We just happened to have that we've talked. I about. think I might have even chosen Vancouver as my. Uh, we'll have to look back, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, this is going to be an amazing series. I think it's going to be one of the most enjoyable series to watch. I think Carolina is going to win. I think they're a better puck possession team. I think they have a better top line. I think their goaltending is maybe questionable. We'll see, but. I want Rangers to win so bad. I do too. I think the Rangers, I think you're right in everything you just said there. I think the Rangers have the most underrated offense between the two teams. Uh, I think they'll surprise a lot of people. Uh, I actually, I'm going to pick the Rangers to win this series. Heck yeah. yeah. I support you in that. <laughs> but I still think Caroline's going to do it, but I 100% am on Team New York. Yeah, I'm okay with whatever team moves on because I, I like both of these teams. So You know what's intense? Next time we do this podcast, we're going to have answers to these questions for the first game. That's true. We are. We've been doing this for so long now that... Nothing's been going on. And now we're playoffs. Podcast every Sunday now. Yep. That's right. Uh, and I'd also, I'd also like to just genuinely see the Rangers move on because of Lundqvist. He's obviously coming up on the uh, the ending of his career. This here. could be it. So uh, the Rangers, I think I think they have a team that could really surprise people this year and maybe go all the way. Um, I don't know if Lundqvist is going to be a part of that success or not because of their three-headed goalie tandem they have going on. But uh, regardless, uh, just to see him wear a ring would be awesome the thing that makes this hard to pick is you've got one exhibition game and then you only have to win three and you're in yeah like it doesn't it almost doesn't matter who's playing it it could be anybody it's literally impossible to make these predictions it's impossible it doesn't like like if you're in vegas and you run the sports book how do you put odds on stuff like it's i don't i don't get it but like you uh, can go by we've already talked about so you can go by what happened this season but that was so long ago now, and people have been not playing that this is almost like a fresh start. And you just. Yeah, you, it happened just after the trade deadline. So you have players who came in. And Carolina's got Dougie Hamilton coming back. He was hurt. Yeah. And this all stopped. Broke his leg or whatever. So. I don't know how the hell he's skating again. Yeah, going through a broken ankle myself. <laughs> I don't know how the hell he's skating again. But. Uh, he's 20 some years old. And uh, I guess Stamkos came back pretty quick from his broken angle too. Yeah, but they have world class training facilities. Yeah. So I just laid in bed for three months. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pittsburgh, Montreal. I guess I've already talked about that. But mm-hmm. uh, what's your what's your prediction? Here? I think Pittsburgh smokes them. Sweep? No, four, four. Ooh, Montreal gets a game. Yeah. Is that is that because of Carey Price? Okay, I, we said this before, or I said this before. Carey Price only needs to win. Okay, no, 
Let me rephrase. Carey Price can win you a game. Your team can suck. If Carey Price comes out hot, he can win you a game. Yes. You only have to win two more after that. Yes. Can the Montreal Canadiens beat Pittsburgh two out of five? Yes. I won't be surprised if it happens, but I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, the last series, the Islanders versus the Panthers. Islanders all the way. Why? Because I just think they're going to smoke it. Man, my stomach is growling. I heard that. I wonder if that got picked up by the microphone. Uh, Florida has one of the best teams in front of the goaltender in the entire NHL. And you could argue that you could, that they have one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. But they haven't in the past 12 months. It's been extremely questionable. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what we're going to see in the Florida net as far as skill. It's impossible to predict this series based on that factor alone. Remove everything else and just talk about the Florida goaltending. It all rides on Bobrovsky. So I don't know. I don't know who's going to win the series. I I hope that the Islanders do. I'll be rooting for the Islanders, but uh, it, I'm not going to be surprised if the Panthers sweep the Islanders mm-hmm. because they have the they have the skill and they have the structure to do that. So I don't know who's winning. What do you think? <laughs> Islanders are winning. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think I already said that, didn't I? I don't know. I don't remember. I think I said that. I was on a big rant. Okay. Is that all you got? That's all I got. Okay. Let's talk about the four round robin teams. Who do you think is going to come on top in that? Uh, Who's going to be the number one ranked seed of the four teams? Which series? Or which? uh, Boston, Tampa. And so we're talking East? Yeah. Philadelphia. What? Yep. Heck no. You damn heard it here first, boys. Philadelphia. I'm telling you right now. Pasternak's back, we think. Pasternak ain't got nothing on Philadelphia. What? Don't sleep on Philly, man. It's happening. Boston should have had a bye to be the number one because they were the only team in these round-robin teams that couldn't have been passed by the people under them. Yeah, well, if they didn't lick people, then they might have. But... Yeah, but they don't lick people. One guy licks people. <laughs> Twice. Can't be doing that in the COVID era. Heck no, that's done. If anyone licks anyone right now, dude, they're going to jail. <laughs> that's like assault. Yeah. It could be assault anyway, really. Hmm. All right, what about the other side? Well, wait, who are you going to pick? I'm taking Boston, man. You can't pick your own team. Well, I can't pick Philly <laughs> just because I can't pick my team. You can't give me an option of one or two and say I can't pick well, one. Well, what about Washington or Tampa? <laughs> Here, you can have A or B, but you can't pick A. What are you taking? <laughs> well, I guess I'm taking No, no, B. no. I didn't give you two options. There's other teams. There's Washington and Tampa. I mean, I'm not going to. I understand why would you pick Boston. I would also pick them, but I'm, I'm feeling Philly right now. I'm feeling Philly is last. Wow. I'm thinking. Okay. That's just rude. This is really tough. Okay. These to stack. Now, I have Philly fourth for sure. The top three I find harder. Mm-hmm. I find Washington and Tampa really hard to decide of where I want to put them. I think it's going to be Philly, Boston, Washington, Tampa. I think it's going to be Boston, Washington, Tampa, Philly. That's what I was going to say before. But interchange the middle ones. I think Boston's still going to be one. I think Philly's still going to be four. All right. And then play with the middle ones. I'll accept it. You're probably going to be right, but... I doubt, I'm I probably like, not going to be I right. I like the challenge. Uh, what about the West? Who do you think is going to be last? The West, I think, is going to be a little bit harder. I think Dallas is going to be last. Ooh. Yeah. Even though I want them to be probably second or first, I think they're going to be last. I think uh, I think Vegas is going to be just above them. 
and I believe that Colorado will be in second and St. Louis will be in first. That's not the that's not the order I want, but I think I that's want to see Colorado first. I agree. I want Colorado to be first. Dallas probably second. I want here's here's what I'm you know what I'm gonna make a bold prediction. Wait, are you gonna bet something? Nope. This is just what I think is gonna happen. Colorado first, St. Louis second. Wow, my stomach is going to town. Folks. Is that your stomach? Yeah, you hear that? I thought that was a plane. No, that's my stomach. I'm like super I legitimately hungry. thought that was no, a plane. No, I'm above. mega hungry now. Wow. So Colorado, St. Louis. I think Dallas is going to be fourth. Okay, so we agree there. I, right. I don't, I just, yeah, I don't think they're as good as the other teams. There's quite, I think there's just more question marks with Dallas. Yeah. Uh, some of the other teams. I wouldn't really necessarily be surprised if they're one or two, but. Yeah, I don't know. How do they determine the the order of who's one through four? I didn't even. You're only read playing that. a couple games, and I think you're only playing one game each, aren't you? Yeah, I think it's probably based on. Does it go by goals? I, th- I assume there so. must be a, like a tier of who won, how many goals, the best plus minus as yeah. far as goal, goal better, best goal ratio, or best. That's intense. You know what I mean? That could be advantageous to some teams over others too. Oh, dude, Tampa could light like. Yeah, it's gonna be like the same with. Um, same with Washington. I mean, they have an incredible amount of offensive talent. Like, it's, I don't know, man. It's going to be intense. And a team like Boston who's playing Columbus, is it? Is that who they're playing? I mean, Columbus, you're not going to have to worry about Columbus filling the net of goals. So if you're Boston, you could really ensure your number one spot here. Mm. So do you think the teams that are already in that play each other, so the four teams, do you think those games are going to be no less intense than the other yes. ones? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be more enjoyable? <laughs> There's a thunderstorm going out there now, folks. It's not my stomach, I swear. Uh, I, th- I think the the most enjoyable games are going to be the ones that have pre, uh, pre-existing yep. rivalries. All right, so if two games are on the same time, which they can't, but just say they were, are you picking the game that matters over the... What do you mean by game that matters? Like, say, say you're not a Montreal Canadiens fan. But say Pittsburgh Montreal is on, and mm-hmm. Boston oh, is okay. playing Philly at the same time, which won't happen. But would you take the game that actually mattered? Oh yeah, the, yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't care about the round robin games. To me, the round robin games are almost like they're, extended exhibition games. Yeah, they're exhibition. Games. It's just like practice. Yeah, I don't care about up. those ones. It's almost like a scrimmage. No offense to those any of those fans or those teams or those teams in general. Oh, no, I mean I'm one of those fans, and I there's nothing. Like, I've already said I, it could be a disadvantage. Yeah, like you could be having these teams that are running in fighting for their life from. Saturday on, mm. and these eight teams that are up there are not, and then they're going into games that matter against teams that have already been playing games that matter. Exactly. So they're carrying momentum of a series win, and you could be third out of fourth. So you're a loser in a way. Yes. So yeah, we'll see. I guess, but all right. That's all we got. That's it, man. That's it. That's the next time we talk, we'll be we will be reacting. Well, maybe won't be reacting because maybe we'll live stream. But next time we're on this podcast, we'll be reacting to these five games that will happen on Saturday, and then maybe setting up the two games that will happen on Sunday. Yeah, it's I mean, this is exciting. This is a uh, this is what we this is what we want. I mean, we've been we've been waiting for this for three and a half months. Yep, this is it, man. We're here. We did it. Sports fans rejoice. There's a lot of sports going to be on, not just hockey. Heck yeah. There's going to be more sports and you know what to do with, which is good because there's not nothing else, anything else on. Are you going to watch any of those sports? <clears throat> I might watch a little bit of Raptors. 
I didn't watch nothing except for hockey. I might watch a little bit of Raptors. Hockey for life. <laughs> Good. <Okay. laughs> That's it. Oh, I can do the outro, do I? Yep. All right, listen. I appreciate you. And if you pr- appreciate us, I would love it if you could hit the subscribe button down below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, we love you so much. We love our audio listeners. Um, I like Jason said, I'm going to be releasing these series, more series previews on the Pro Supposed Productions channel. So if you're not subscribed over there, I'd love it if you could jump over, hit the subscribe button. Leave your thoughts down below in the comment section. Tell us who you think is going to win every series. Uh, we would love to see your predictions. That's something we really enjoy is going down to the comment section and seeing your thoughts on all these topics. So I would love it if you could take a couple minutes, leave your thoughts. Otherwise, we'll see you next weekend for some very intense hockey discussions and possibly a live stream if we can pull it off. All right. Take care. Adios.